I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. The podcast. Welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger, uh, the Unqualified Advice podcast. Uh, I don't know if you overheard my wife saying to uh, my daughter, uh, you're going to eat that fucking apple? So I told <laughs> that the audio that let us in. Um, Call thanks for uh, uh, liking the pod and, and listening to all that jazz, and let's get right into it. My old friend Eric Andre is with me. Eric, What's oh, up? What's up, Bronger? How, how are you holding up, dude? Wife and okay? kids. God bless you. Singular or plural kids? How many one. kids? You- one, one kid. One kid. And number one two. And number two's on the way. Uh, no, no. Okay. I, we're, we're not planning I'm, on. Any I'm gonna number- say I'm gonna put that out into the universe. Number two, on okay. the way. Congratulations. Oh, well, thanks, Eric. Thanks for thanks for doing that. You you wild demon angel. If anyone can can summon a child from the from the ether. <laughs> from the spirit realm <laughs> you like like are a guy i've known i was really i was thinking about this since like 2007 i, I think we've been years like and 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 haven't honestly have you've not really changed like you've always I, been i've not evolved the nicest guy no like i mean like you're a good dude like Thanks. you're you're internationally famous now and like <laughs> you're not you're not an asshole. You're not. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. Just you wait till the till the barbiturate addiction begins, and I start a cult, and I go to uh, uh, Guyana. Okay. And I make children drink cyanide. Then yeah. You will sure. Ruin, okay. Then you will eat your words, my friend. When that sec when that second child's on the way. <laughs> Sorry, my cleaning lady decided. To- vacuum above my head. Like, is a truck driving through your house? Like, what is going on? I, I, I literally, you know, you like, one of those things where you take away the background and it's just like, oh yeah, dude, I live in a warehouse. So uh, this is, this is the, this is the Eric Andre uh, Center for Creativity and Drug Use. And, um, oh, you're, okay, now that this, your sound's gone out. I can't hear you. Shit. I can't hear you at all. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, I know. I was saying there it goes. My, my, my laptop is pinwheeling. Yeah, we got some. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Okay. Does that make it less uh, vacuumy? Yes, and I can hear you. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bron- Bronger, you are immense. You are such a sweetheart, and uh, you were one of my first L.A. buds. Yeah, and you, uh, I fell in love with you when I saw. I went to. I went, we were at a very uh, crummy chicken shit open mic 15 years ago, and I had I hadn't even moved to LA yet, and I was like, I was like, there was like a few comics in a row that were not so great at comedy, and then uh, I was like, kind of like, I was coming from New York, and I was like, man, are LA comics bad? And then you came on, and you did an impression of Jim Morrison eating, uh, ordering from the Burger King drive-through. And it was so fucking hilarious uh, that I was like, oh, thank God, LA comedians, there are good ones. 
And I really love that joke. I'm sure you have not done it since 2006, but I really want you to always do that joke forever because I could listen to that. Because you are right. I mean, Jim Morrison is a the most successful alcoholic drifter. Well, I mean, he's truly like he lives in a like a Greyhound bus station. Yeah, and he became famous. He's just so and handsome. So he handsome. A scumbag. He was a scumbag. So and 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 it was a time where it was just like he's just so different. And it's like, no, he's really hammered. And like, I'm, I'm definitely a fan. But it was that thing where I was just like, I'm just, I'm more of a fan of like, he just got away with it. But I also think Ray, Ray, uh, Manz, Manz, Manzarek, Manzarek, the, the keyboard player from the doors, he yeah. always said like, he was like, Jim was the nicest guy until he had a drink. He was a terrible yeah. drunk. And so imagine the hell of being like, oh, we're about to go on stage and you, this is your empty bottle of Southern Comfort, Jim? Yeah. Christ. You know? Yeah, I think, but I think he always drank. So that's like, yeah. Saying you're a nice guy, except when you're drunk, and you're always drunk, you're not a nice guy. That's just like a roundabout way of just being. He's an asshole. That's all you have to say. He's never. He died. His heart popped at 27 from That's booze. Awesome. From booze, his organs were just like boom, boom, Adam, atomic Wendy. Burger King Whopper. I had a burger jug as well about the Wendy's Baconator. I think we were. I, I just thought of ben, the Wendy's. Uh, almost said the Bendy's Waconator. The Bendy's every Wendy's. one of my jokes. My stand-up was just like, hey, man, you got this and you got that. And oh, come on. I was that Sammy Hagar of. That's uh, me too, man. I, I like to get loud and make a face. And um, that's, you know, put on a show. I think, you know, we both started out music fans. You're a musician. You were in bands. When we're showmen. We're showmen. Exactly. We're showmen. Exactly. We are yeah. showmen. Is that and, so and wrong? Is that so wrong? Does everybody have to be all quiet and mumblecore and dramedy and I'm doing this like poetry? No. Oh, I you're gonna laugh. You were talking about like you uh when you came to LA, you're like, are LA comics terrible? Because you were an open mic with me, but like uh I remember coming and going doing the the alt the alt rooms, and if you didn't get on stage with a notepad, oh no. And look at it all the time and kind of be like looking at your shoes all the time. Don't get people, me started. People at those like music venues where they put the comedy shows on, they didn't like you. Like Don't the comedy death ray. They didn't like, they'd be, they'd be so like. Trendy and clicky and classist, like, like a private school click, oh, schmucks, all of them. Well, and also the whole attitude was, oh, wait, you, you're trying you remember your jokes? Oh, uh, yeah. Everyone was like a beatnik all of a sudden. Like, oh, yeah. Fucking take it easy, Ginsburg. I'm here to fucking make people laugh. What are we doing? It's, I'm entertaining drunks. Let's let's not elevate it, please. Oh, God. Pretentious. <laughs> I hated that shit, man. Yeah. And I remember I, uh, I would do those shows and not have a notepad, and I'd see people's eyes kind of glaze over, and I was like, oh. oh. Seriously? <laughs> I could I could name so many names, but I will not. No, same. Same. Oh god. Off offline? Oh, I'll talk some shit. <laughs> Forget it. Forget it. But you and I always had fun at festivals. Uh and always like like saw them for what they were, kind of like the good times. Like one thing I loved about hanging out with you 
is you were never, you know, anything like a festival or or uh, a thing where a bunch of comedians are there and a bunch of industries there. You'll be talking to somebody and they're looking over your shoulder the whole time. Oh God! Someone that can further their career. Oh. That was never you, because I feel like you you made you didn't come to the industry. You made the industry come to you. You're like, you know, you're well, gonna like what I like. I well, the truth is, at those festivals, I was on drugs, so that's probably why I wasn't looking behind your shoulder. I was looking at your belly button, like, you get me, man. <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. You roommates, dudes. That's Everyone awesome. should wear name tags. Let's start a community, brother. <laughs> In your your yearly birthday party, always the blowout of the year. I keep, for some reason, being out of town for all of them doing shows. But you were there in the in the early days when it was like I would cram everyone in my little chicken shit apartment. Yep, and you would uh, pay your neighbors to let everyone to party in their parking areas and park their cars everywhere. I did, else. I did not pay them. <laughs> oh, they just knew to leave. Oh, that's funny. No, I would invite them so they wouldn't call the cops on me. Oh, right on. I yeah, was but just my laughing. next door neighbor started throwing bottles at us that one year. I don't know if you were there for that. Jesus. Was that the one with the petting zoo? There was a lot with the petting zoo. Yeah, that was a few years. That was a few um, years. I'm talking about the one where you were in the, you were like kicked off the noise band. Yes. And- right. Yeah. Where my shirt unbuttoned to the waist. No reason. That was like the day that those are that was the phase where you were like you weren't in a Hawaiian shirt all the time, but you felt like you were in a Hawaiian shirt all yeah, the time. Yeah, I was definitely I was definitely a 30 something divorced dad without having a child or <laughs> on ever va- having on vacation on vacation in Hawaii. <laughs> I'm not hurting nobody. Like you're you're really drunk and you're really loud, but <laughs> I do. I don't regret walking into the living room when you had those uh, the the strippers, like yes. the big booty strippers, dancing around, and they were sur- they were surrounded by like uh, 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 shy white dudes that were just staring at them. Mm-hmm. These are black strippers, yeah. and one of the strippers was like, "More money you pay, the war will do." And none of them were tipping, and I was like, "Tip them, you fucking nerds!" Yeah. <laughs> and then the um, one stripper had the house arrest anklet on that's what i, I had. about that that's the one where that's the birthday i was huffing ether like fear and loathing style and setting off fireworks and my friend went whoa dude ether is flammable <laughs> <laughs> i had like a drenched ether rag to my face oh and, like, jesus fireworks in the other hand and he's oh, like no not do that <laughs> no and then the lady with like the camel came in and she goes can you stop lighting the fireworks? The camels are very nervous. I was like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's a, you're, you're like, it's my son's birthday party. <laughs> the last one I was in was that one downtown in that giant warehouse. And I hung out with uh, Lil Rel and uh, Mike Burns and Brido and uh, Kumail and Emily. I saw them for a minute. And Kumail, uh, let's talk about Kumail. Hold up. Oh, let's talk about Kumail. We're talking, we're talking about his... His muscles? What's going on with those pecs, baby? I want to honk them. Ripped to the tits. What yeah, I mean, is going on? And where can I get his steroids? What the I, my man? I live. He lives in my neighborhood, and I, I, oh, I walked down. I the love street Kumail. I'm not talking shit. I love Kumail. He's my fucking brother. Oh yeah, brother. I know. But he is jacked. Jacked. 
Like I want to, I want to send him a phone book just so I can see a video of him. See him tear it in half. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see him kick sand in a dude's face at the beach. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I push my stroller by his house and hope he comes out so I can be like, Mel, take a shirt off. <laughs> like, when when we lived in Chicago. He was a guy who, even with like not the strongest grasp of English, he had amazing jokes. And right. I would always kind of give him shit about like, I'd call him, I called him Koo. And he uh -huh. confused him, like giving someone a nickname, like shortening their name. I'm like, uh -huh. what's up, Koo? You know? And so I, I just, in my mind, he'll always kind of be that shy dude. But now he's like fucking, you know, Chris yeah. Evans. Now he's like ripped Marvel now. This is what we do. We put those muscles to the test. We go to a bar, we pick fights with like the biggest guy at the bar, and then like be like, Kumail, you got my back, right? And push Kumail like like a pit fight. Yeah. I'm about to square off and then I'm like, my knee and fall down in front of Kumail. Help. <laughs> you know, and then Hit you it, <laughs> pull a coup <laughs> to on this bully. <laughs> it, uh... So so funny. So but you're doing good, though. You're okay right now. I'm doing good. As good as we all can in this nightmare hellscape Twilight Zone yeah. never ends. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Are you are you having that thing where, like, every fifth person in your life is just like, I got vaxxed. Yeah. Like, how the fuck? How did you get it? You're, you're younger and healthier than I am. Sneak what me out of syringe. <laughs> I'm picking up syringes off the ground in Echo Park. None of them got the vaccine. I feel I feel sicker than ever. <laughs> I've been sticking myself with needles in MacArthur Park for <laughs> 45 minutes. My insulin levels have never been better. I'm high as shit on some dirty heroin, but get me the vaccine. <laughs> that was a syringe joke. That was a, the continuation yes. of a syringe joke. Okay. Oh, I when I when I was a little kid, my parents uh they they co-run a food pantry and they used to drop you know, drive food to like uh, underprivileged homes and drop off like box of food. And like, uh, we were in this neighborhood, shitty neighborhood in Portland. And I just, I was like seven and there's a syringe in the ground. And I was like, hey, cool. And I put it in my pocket and it stuck oh, me in the no. leg. No. Could have got eight. Yeah. Oh my God. Did you like, tell your parents? Took, no, I took it out and threw it away. Never, I've never, I mean, I've told just friends in, in passing. You have to go to like, the doctor. Well, you know. Have you ever been tested for? No, yeah. HIV everything. or any sure. like diseases? Tested for everything. Okay. everything. Yeah. You're like, no, but, I'm a super spreader. <laughs> I'm the OG super spreader. Oh, this is, listen, this is tough. If any of my exes are listening to this, if we've had sex, you have AIDS. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. I promise I will call you. What a reveal. Individually. What a, what what a reveal. reveal. You know, we do every time we do this this show, we do like a, a a cut of it, you know, about a thirty seconds long, and caption it. So that's I think that's our cut right there, where I reveal yeah, we that, that we don't even have to take the calls. Every STD there is known to man. Just have Just, credit start rolling over the. It will be an everlasting love. All the just is women's names. If you if you're on this list, you have six months to live. Even better, like two names. This will be they're really they're like this huge. So Sorry, Jessica. <laughs> yeah. 
you two should get together in some sort of two-person counseling group because it's bad. Um, so before we started, you were like, now th they know I'm going to give, like, we're not going to give professional advice or qualified advice here. Yes. This is, and I'm like, yes, absolutely. But let me ask you, like, do you ever get a friend or family member or somebody pull you aside and go, can I ask you, can I bounce this off you? Can you get, can you give me some advice? Of course. You do. Before. Sure. So there you go. You give advice. You've given advice. That's what friends are for. Should I do a podcast? Seems like a lot of work. Yeah, I think you should. I, a, but feel, I have a weird thing. I feel bad texting comics. Hey, can you do this thing? Do you did you get over that or? Yeah, because it's like I don't I, look. I'm not. I'm not. I never want to bug anybody. Yeah, I make you know. I tell people like, if you don't want to, all good. You know, like I'll give you an example. Uh, 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 Ali Wong. She doesn't like. She's not comfortable doing podcasts. We talked backstage at the store once, and she's like, "That sounds." I. She's like, "Your podcast sounds awesome. I just don't really like doing them." I'm like, "Great." Like, no, no one you say I'm no. If you're like, I don't feel like doing it or whatever, is like, "Well, shit, man, we're friends." I would never. You know, if I ask someone and they're not into it, that's all it is. Yeah, I, but I, I feel bad saying no to my friends. Sure. I hope you I didn't would feel bad pressure. asking somebody to be on my podcast, and I would feel bad saying, I don't know. I don't know. Well, let, look, let's we'll 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 figure it out. Uh, for now, are you ready for these calls? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, we have to figure out my existential right. dilemma let's, about producing my get, own podcast now. Let, let's get a flow chart. Here we go. <laughs> um, all right. So I haven't heard any of these calls. Uh, you know, you you have probably the same type of fans as Patch Sajak, really middle of the road, normal uh, Americana, you know, so uh, this, all these. There it is. All these questions will probably be pretty milk toast, pretty vanilla. So um, it's good. I am, Renee, I, I am. I am. I'm anticipating it. All right, Renee, roll first call. Hey, Matt and Eric. Uh, so I've grown fond of masturbating while I shit, and I guess the next step is getting a blowjob or a blumpkin. So uh, how do Come I convince my fiance to uh, go down on me while I'm having butt butt? Uh, Off the bat. Off the bat, come right, on! Right away. Hey, I mean the comic in me goes, "All right, leave the jokes to us, pal." Like I don't buy, I, 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 I'm, I'm skeptical of this man's sincerity. I am, but man, did he sell it? Because Sold he, did, it. he wasn't like, you know what I like, jacking off while I take a dumper. Yeah, no, he committed. He played it. He played it earnest. That's how you he do it. it as if, you know, I know people make fun of it, but I like a nice. Pumpkin spice latte. I, Blumkin, I really a blumpkin spice latte. <laughs> spice latte. You know, I'm always making cocktails in quarantine, and I that would be I, a great dude, cocktail. I'm a huge fan of your of your cocktail your your cocktail content. On, when you get that YouTube syringe, channel. you're coming over to my house, and we're making some cocktails. Let's do it. Let's do I think it. you're the only Chicago comic, even though you're a Portland Portland raised Chicago bred comic, that. Sure. Um, still drinks. Everybody has gone through there. Like I don't drink anymore. You sure. are like, you're like later liver. <laughs> no, no. I will say I have cut down, but it's like, I haven't said goodbye. You know, I haven't cut down. I haven't that's every day. Like, 
you were i mean you and all those blurs guys you guys knocked them back yes that was not i've never seen people drink like back in the day you mike burns canane brido back in the day Uh uh-huh get it forget Forget it it. but brido quit drinking hannibal quit drinking all the chicago Mm -hmm. guys got to a point where they're like i'm gonna jim morrison out if i don't a lot yeah a lot of comics who thune had to quit uh oh yeah yeah. thune was going thune was having breakdowns at like festivals and shit right (laughs) yeah I kind of yeah. like that. I like that. I think he should have put that out as a Netflix special. <laughs> Just him psychologically on the stage. <laughs> with, with him sober in the bottom of the screen, like a talking head. <laughs> I don't remember any of this. I like yeah. drunk. Food. I know it's it's dark. It got dark quick, but shit. I don't know. Yeah. I was into it. I think more actors and more like back in the day, actors were sloshed. Humphrey Bogart yeah. era. Yeah, well, you know, Spencer Tracy used to after he wouldn't drink when they shot a movie, and then after they wrapped, he would go to a hotel, check in for a weekend, and sit in the bathtub naked with a briefcase full of liquor and just drink <laughs> it until he vomited and shitted, and then he would turn the faucet on and wash himself off and then do that again. What? That's how much he drank. That is brilliant, and I have to get a bathtub. You don't have a bathtub? I have a drinking and shit. I just said how I cut down. I'm doing a Spencer every night, bro. Um, what's, your drink, what's your drink of choice? Right now, these days, really good tequila and just and and, and good beer. You're a tequila but, guy. Yeah, I like... Uh, I thought you were a whiskey, maybe even a gin. You got a gin I do like I do like some gin and I like, I like some whiskey, good whiskey too. But, you know, it's like I'm like, I'll have one cocktail, then a couple beers. That's what I do now. I don't. I I, I switched from twenty five Jack and Cokes. <laughs> you knocked it back, but you were never a bad drunk. You really kept it together, Thanks. even at your drunkest. Thanks. I I never. You it was a never never dark drunk, never a bad drunk, happy drunk. Yeah. Lovable, lovable teddy bear drunk. You were a good drunk. Thanks. I was lucky I, uh, to be around people I enjoyed because there were there. I mean, there was a guy I used to. Uh, wait tables with who was an absolute dick and I think I like I like said something fucked up to him when I was drunk and he, next, next day he's like you're a mean drunk and I'm like just to you man <laughs> okay do I have to answer this guy's call yes yeah, but yeah convince your girlfriend to eat your shit out of your ass like I mean fuck. yeah it's I, I, I don't think you, you got to keep that as a, a you got to be a private dancer on that one you, you can't involve her you can't have her blowing you while you no, no one gets that and and I don't I don't want my wife near my shitting butthole as much as that yeah. would feel, you know, good to get a blowy. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd say I, I'm I'm with you on that. <clears throat> I want to I want to want my girlfriend near my shitting butthole. I think that here's the thing: I am open minded and to it, 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 it in in sex as long as it's you know not abusive, responsible, consensual sex anything goes i'm not into kink shaming if you if you if you have a kink or a fetish i'm into it shitting feces i want yeah. to be supportive of it uh if you're a german you know computer technician and that's your thing I, i'm I, I support you as long as no one's being abused or hurt but yeah. man 
poop is like that's kind of like a very private thing that you do just for by yourself and you just get it over with yeah and poop is poison there were tribes that would bacteria there's microbes yeah exactly it's 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 everything your body doesn't need quite literally yes and it's not you're not supposed to be around it or inhaling it it's like it's bad for you so yeah i mean like i've had like a, a girl like we're in the shower together and we like pee, but not like really even sexually peeing. It's just like, I got to pee. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like pee and poo poo and sex. They're just like separate in my mind. Maybe I'm kind of old school. No, I, that's exactly me, man. Uh, it's not, I don't identify with what this dude's talking about. And I don't even know how I do it because there's never, I never just pooped. Like I poop and pee at the same time. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't separate them. Well, oh. I, I can pee without pooping, but yes. I can't poo without peeing. Right, same. I don't understand how you have a boner full of jizz waiting to leave your body while you've got all that poo coming out of you. And I'm sorry to everyone that's listening to this, but we got to talk about it. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest with you, I only poo in the morning, just with my morning coffee. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's I mean, most like, I can't really, I can't really shit on command. Like, it kind of winds no. down towards the end of the day. No, that's another point too. It's like, yeah, you just had your coffee or in the morning. You don't want to be like, you're not in a sexual mood. You're like, no, I'm just going to take a dump and get this out of me and then go on with my day. So, yeah. Well, I know the guy was asking a joke question, but you know, we got to the bottom of it just to get the 1% chance he was being earnest. We got to the bottom of it. We did it. All right, let's roll the next caller. Sorry if my crying baby is too loud. What a heinous kickoff to this episode. Hey, guys. This is a question specifically for Eric Andre. I know he's going to be a guest on your show today. Um, I have an aggressive hemorrhoid problem, and I'm only 25. And (laughs) Eric seems like he spends a lot of time on the toilet really aggressively pushing. So I think that he'd probably be an authority to speak on aggressive hemorrhoids. Just wondering if he had any tips or tricks. Thanks so much. Is he, is he gonna be all poo poo pee pee? Like, got it. Is he gonna be all poo poo pee pee joke questions for the rest of the thing? I want an earnest. I want somebody pouring their heart out. You know what I mean? Sure. The turns. It's like it's uh, the the whole show is upside down when the caller tries to be well, the funny man. I know. Here's the thing. I know we have. Yeah, exactly. I know we have six calls. We don't have to get to all of them, but you can just I be think, like, I don't know anything about hemorrhoids. Sorry. Let me say one thing. Sure. Hemorrhoids. I've definitely like wiped my butthole too hard and like, like it kind of got dry and kind of irritated. Sure. Um, but I've never had like aggressive hemorrhoids or like hemorrhoids so bad I had to go to the doctor. But I, I can't imagine that that is, um, fun i don't even know what the joke question was though what 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 is the no i i think he's he's got he's got aggressive hemorrhoids and he's like you probably push real hard on the toilet like me oh yeah yeah you know what no i i i i resent that i don't push hard yeah on the toilet i um it's really enjoyable for me taking a <laughs> shit it's my little moment in the morning it's meditating <laughs> and i'm just getting rid of the getting rid of the poison and I yeah. don't have to. I don't have to push hard because I'm healthy, and I just. Yeah, Jonah Ray had a great joke where he's like, "I like shitting so much that if getting fucked in the ass was only the withdrawal, I think I'd be in." <laughs> Quite the statement. 
I'm, I totally paraphrased it and made it, you know, Cliff <laughs> noted his joke, but like, that's, it's like, yeah, it's, it feels awesome. I remember <laughs> the, the joke I used to say on stage where, you know, you like, you look at someone in the audience and go, you say something directly to them. I used to pick a woman and go, Hey, what's your name? And like, Lisa, Lisa, you ever take a shit so big, you almost miss it. <laughs> so dumb, but it's like, I mean that. It's, it's like, I'm the same way. I'm healthy like that. It just comes right out. I don't, I don't comes have, right out. not a hemorrhoid guy. So sorry, caller. Uh, yeah, why are you, why, why, why yeah, don't push hard. If you don't have to. So let's roll the third. Nailed it. Uh, hey, Eric Andre and uh, Matt Broniger. I never heard of your podcast before, but I love Eric Andre. My question, I'm sorry. or my need for advice, is uh, where where should I live when I'm when I'm not stalking Eric Andre, like in the off season? You know what what would be a good place to live that you know not too far from him, but it's still within range. Of him, you know, like pop by every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, what's going on? Well, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, see you later, guys. Oh, the police! Yeah, this. You is know, not... all my all my fa- all my fans are Richard Ramirez. <laughs> Turns out <laughs> they're all the Night Stalker. It sounds like also caller one, two, and three sounds like all the same guy <laughs> that just called over and over again. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, like wait a minute. <laughs> Me again? Yeah. Where? What's your address, homeboy? Come massage. Well, you can massage my hemorrhoids. He's like, look, I don't know who you are, but I'm a fan of Eric Andre. Yeah, super passive aggressive off the bat. <laughs> look, no, I have no problem with that. No problem with that. Really, I, I don't like that. That's a passive aggressive. I have people cross the street to go. Yeah, I don't know who. Uh, I didn't know who you were. But uh, and I'm I'm like Fran Leibowitz. I'm like, what a great way to break the ice. Like, like, yeah. I didn't know who you were. I'm a, I'm a passive aggressive motherfucker. I don't know who you were, but my boyfriend forces me to watch your show, and I hated uh, you at first. There you go. I hated you at first, but now I kind of like you. And I'm just like, thanks. Can right, I right. go to the? Can I go to my connecting flight to Dallas? Or I, wherever the fuck? I had a, it's so funny you said the airport because I had David Keckner on last week and he's like, I'm all, all I'm cool. Because David, if you're right around him, someone's like, champ kind. He's like, well, hey, he'll come over and do the character. And <laughs> you know, he's like, pretentiousness, pretentiousness. There's no pretentiousness. But like, anytime he's like, he's like, unless I'm at the airport, you yeah. know, like, I can't leave. I got to stand right here by the gate. Please don't bother me. Yeah. But we were, talk- we were talking about, we were giving, we're swapping worst examples. And I think mine was, I told him uh, the time, uh, these people who were like, oh, we're big fans. We love your comedy. I was like, thanks. And they're like, can we take a picture? I'm so sorry. I was like, yeah, totally. We took a picture. They were great. And they left. And this couple walked up. They're like, we don't know who you are, but can yeah. we have a picture? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to find out. So passive. Just so I have it for me. <laughs> we just worship celebrity on a base level and don't know who you are but you're important enough to get a picture so yeah they're bandwagoners <laughs> i always wanted to you know i kicked myself for not investing in microsoft back in the 90s so you know like, i think maybe if i picture you like and you, you die in a plane crash and then i have a picture of us together i'll look cool and be like we were boys is it cool and i was like i, you know, I was just like all right like fine oh like, you did it 
yeah. I would have been like, I would have been like, nah, I could give you a hug though. Or they just go to my plane or something. Good for you. Yeah. At no, the I'm airport, not. I'm like, I'm like strictly business. At the airport, I'm like, yes. I'm miserable. I'm I'm scared of heights. I ah. I fly, especially when I I was touring. I think I, God, I flew probably like two. I was on two hundred airplanes in like less than a year. Something fucking insane like that. I tallied it up because I did. Was this the legalized everything tour? Yeah, I did. <clears throat> Forty nine cities. Fuck. So at least a hundred flights. Holy shit, dude! If not more. Wow. You know, so I'm just like so miserable at the airport. I'm uncomfortable. You know what? I'm I'm just like Xanax headphones. See you. In, yeah. See you in Des Moines. Yes, like no one. That's that's the thing. It's 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 like those people who. You know, they don't fly a lot and god bless them they just had a bunch of coffee and they're on the air they're on the airplane you know flights taken off at like 6 a.m so i'm like you know i'll probably nap for like 20 minutes or something and they're like behind me and they're talking so loudly to anyone who will listen to them and i'm just like oh i get it man you're all hopped up on the morning juice juice but like you're hopped up on airplane yeah yeah, yeah not me i'm miserable on those things no yeah i i don't I mean, mind I, I, I i'm afraid of the turbulence Really? My anxiety's gotten worse as I've gotten older. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I was next to a lady once who we hit crazy turbulence. And I was like, like and I, I can handle turbulence. When I was a kid, I used to be like, yay. Like, I loved it. Me too. When I was a kid, I was like, wee. Now. No, now I'm like, you never know. But this lady next to me, we'd just been talking a little bit. And I was like, oh, she's, I was like, that was a bad one. And she goes, you know, I mean, I have grandkids now. I li- I've lived my life. I'm ready. I'm like, I'm fucking not. <laughs> I'm not going with you. Like, you're not the rep of this plane. Like, she, just, she casually just goes in the cockpit and just cuts the throat of both pilots. Like, it's <laughs> go to sleep, boy. She 9-11s the plane into, like, the fucking Prudential building in Boston. She's like, it happens in New York. Why not Boston? <laughs> but no one learns it was never terrorists. It was just a woman who was sick of her family. <laughs> you know, uh, I was going on a plane. I was like landing. Uh, I was flying from like Birmingham, Alabama to Atlanta to connect in Atlanta, fly back to LA. Plane's landing. The pilot's like, yeah, we're about to hit a really bad thunderstorm. Bow! A fucking lightning hit the wing of the plane. And our plane is going like, whoa, whoa. I grabbed the old lady next to me, like, ah, 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 like grabbed her hand, just out of primal fear. No one else gave a shit. It was like me, an old lady who kind of gave a shit, and some other guy, and we're looking at each other, and everyone else is like, dude, dude, like reading magazines. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then we landed, and the pilot said nothing. I was like, we got struck by lightning. And then I asked the guy at at uh, uh, Delta, and he was like, oh yeah, the planes get struck by lightning all the time. I was like, what? He's like, they're built for it. I was like, fuck that. And I drank like seven cocktails in a row for the next flight back home. Cause I was like, we're going back up into the fucking. Hey, you're like, I have, to, I have to numb myself. You're like me the first time I, when I was in college and like fucking ultimate fighting championship first came in the scene. And I'm like, there's no rule. They're punching each other in the balls and gouging. <laughs> One oh guy had a karate gi on. <laughs> oh my, yeah, his back broke or something. Everyone in the room was like, yeah. And I was like, just get like in it, just 
like I invested in malt liquor and I'm trying to drink it to get rich. Like I was just, I have to kill my emotions. I have to get so drunk. Oh, because it was so brutal to watch. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> it was like snuff footage. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. Like I just saw an arm break. I don't need. Oh, to yeah, no, no. Gosh, I don't think I saw that shit. Maybe I should go back and watch old Tank that's, Abbott that's fights before that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Those days, <laughs> like Boyce Gracie. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Call, okay. We, so we don't even have to answer that fucking creepo. All right. So let's yeah. do. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I live in uh, Alaska. <laughs> not, not Fairbanks. Way up. Okay. Way up. Way up. <laughs> Caller number four. You're on the air. Yes. Hi. Yes. I'm um, really excited to be leaving this message, so I'll make it quick. Um, I have a dog. I've had her for six years now, five or six years. And, um, you know, I just can't get her potty trained. Um, I have wee-wee pads that we lay out for her in the hallway, and she misses them. It's a hit or miss half the time. She will use the bathroom outside, but I just can't get her to communicate with me that I need to use the bathroom. So she won't scratch in the door or anything like that. So I'm just looking for some advice, maybe have some advice on how um, I can get my dog trained so she can stop going everywhere inside the house <laughs> so if you have any tips or pointers i would greatly appreciate it um it's kind of cold out we live in upstate new york so look you know sometimes the cold bothers her sometimes it doesn't i don't know i'm just at a loss for words at this point so um your advice would be greatly appreciated thank you you know th that was the most mature bathroom question i think it was wonderful like it's so, <laughs> so nice of course the one girl caller is like normal and not a fucking <laughs> normal <laughs> grounded just a sane human An being dilemma a real yeah problem. so wait what's her dilemma the dog is unpotty trainable it won't, it won't take to any training any pee training gotta get rid of the dog put yep. it down put it down uh, old yeller style <laughs> In front of the PETA building. <laughs> it has to be a gun. <laughs> you have to yell, look away, as you pull the trigger. You, you, yeah. You have to cry like little boy. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. I uh, I guess exercise patience and just keep... keep. You just got a dumbass dog. What, what can we say? You got to hire a prof professional. You know, there are places yeah. you drop the dog off and they'll train the dog for you. And God knows what they do to the dog. But, like, you know, they, they can do that. You think, so, you think they're torturing the dogs? No, but it's, you, it's like Mike, you think it's a Mike Vick situation down there <laughs> behind closed you, doors? You either you either pee on it, only outside or you or you fight killer. I put you in the ring with that. <laughs> it just broke a cinder block with his jaw. Yeah, no, I yeah, I mean it's just like there's it's there's humane trainers and you can, but that's expensive. So I think you gotta. Wait, the old UFC, you could get, like kick a guy in the balls. It was like dude, street fight. There was a dude who was like a fucking straight up. They're both like kung fu guys, but one guy looked like a Chuck Norris dude, and he was fighting a slightly smaller dude, and they were fighting. And like, I know they had cups on, but this dude, they were fighting, and then this the Chuck Norris guy burying his fist in the guy's <laughs> groin. I mean, like he got six. From the shoulder shots to the guy's balls, and the guy finally like taps. And I was like, "How do you take six shots to the balls?" And someone <laughs> in the ring like, "They all got cups on." I'm like, "Oh, but like even with a cup, dude, 
that would hurt just just the force and the guy broke it back ending. what's that the guy broke his back this yeah like uh 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 a littler guy was fighting a giant guy and the guy picked him up and he slammed him and the guy's like spasming like didn't break his back but like something like uh one of you know you have, you know you have you have you have ribs in your back too yeah yeah like those might have gotten broken did he, or did he die no 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 he got they they took him out on a stretcher and I, i'm sure they reset him but it was like <laughs> his whole his he just looked wrong where you're like something terrible. That is dark and like why are you doing that well it's like that's why we have weight classes man you can't have you know uh a 300 pound guy fighting. oh so there was no weight class like ufc was lawless back got it. you couldn't you know i take it back there was no eye gouging but like that and no biting that was kind of the only two rules <laughs> it was so bad it was just like so bad it was just like like a pit fight in saudi arabia like yeah. at the moment well, it was like you had that and you had like the guys who did mixed martial arts and you had guys like tank abbott who's like my 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 martial arts style is bar can do man and he would just <laughs> knock someone down and sit on him and just punch his face until the guy was unconscious or it was just like jesus christ this is fucked this is so fucked up what happened to those guys man in their life to lead <laughs> to those moments yeah jesus who knows who knows the amount of fucking well, well the fact that there were covid restrictions and so dana white was gonna he, did he start like a fight island like he he like <laughs> bought an island isn't he super duper rich from ufc yeah insanely i think but He's he was all human, I think, most humans on earth want to watch but, two people just beat the shit out of each other they do, they do, but I think his contract, from what I understand, with the broadcast companies is like, is fucked. Where he like, because of COVID, like he has to provide content or he owes money, evidently. So he couldn't have fights, and it was just, they're just like, yeah, we still want the revenue, and he's like, I gotta fucking have him fight in international waters or something. Yeah, that is yeah. Um, unreasonable of the company to. That's this I'm could sure be White's fine. Someone, someone, someone might be listening right now and going, "That's bullshit." What it actually is, but it's like this is something I heard, so don't don't take this as gospel. But anyway, right. all right. Well, hope uh, hope that helps you, caller. I mean, you either got to hire a professional, or I don't know. You're like Eric said, take it out behind the barn. I, I don't know, <laughs> or it pees everywhere. <laughs> Put it down. Put it down. Bar can do. Have Tank Abbott come over and bludgeon the dog. One shot, the dog will be out of its misery. 50 right. bucks cash. Caller number five. I'm an 18-year-old high school dropout with not much mental or emotional energy. And I also don't have a driver's license. Which of these problems should I tackle first, driving or getting my GED? Huh. Well, that's a very specific caller <laughs> with a specific issue. I think maybe, um, I don't think either one has a like priority over the other. You probably want both. Yeah. Or go back and finish school. Like school's easy. It's like two plus two equals four. Like, yeah. Well, and, and you're struggling in high school, American high schools are like, fuck it. It's like Fisher price. Like, 
Cap, it's like watching Captain Kangaroo to get a diploma. Just go back well, to school. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, if I had to go back and take like high school math again, I would probably fail it. <laughs> so bad at math. But uh, I guess get your. Are you in a driving town where you need to drive? Because you live in New York City, you don't need to drive. You know, good point. Or Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah. So if you live in a city with a good uh, public transit system, get your GD first if you need mm-hmm. to drive. Uh, and what's. Uh, sound like you need uh, Prozac or, or Wellbutrin too. You probably need some. SSR. I think that, honestly, dude, I think that's where we start. I think there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a C on this on this questionnaire they should we should check that box and, and write it in ourselves where it's like you sound like there's something else you might need first yeah and that's uh a, a, you know talk to a licensed therapist and get a prescription for one of those two things it might get you on the right track and you can decide what you really want maybe you don't want either one of those things you know yeah. maybe you know there's something else you want to be working on but the fact that you're kind of like i don't care about either of the, these which one should i tackle first it's yeah. like yeah there's no good when it comes to like a driver's license if you're not going to drive you, you don't need to have one you can get an id probably oh, haven't is he not going to drive well it just doesn't sound like he he cares one way or other he just not like he cares about the ged or the or the license so it's kind of like he's in that i always say on the show it's like there, there's kind of there's no real should you know should i do this should i have this by this age and i'm just like that's fucking up to you it's your life yeah so, I, I think to I think to to your point, that's that's he sounds what, like a, he sounds like a depressive guy. Yeah, yeah, and I think he'd be he he would be like, yeah, that's me. You know, I think he just that's a little bit like what he was leaning towards without actually using that term. It's like I talked to my therapist and I was like, well, you know, uh, I'm I was never somebody who who drank when I was sad. And he was like, yeah, but you would drink when you had anxiety. You would drink when you were uh, stressed out. And he's like, that's depression. And I'm like, oh, fuck it is. You know, like I didn't, yeah. you know. Sure, I, it's fun. sure it is fun though. Sure, it's, it, it sure is a numbing agent par excellence. Let's be honest, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun as shit. <laughs> it is really fun. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait so to come. What, is he, what does he know? Yeah. Well, look, he, he, he wasn't like, you should stop. Right? He would just, I just said, like, even when I was the, the, the crazy drinker that you knew, I was like, I didn't drink when I was sad. And he was like, sure you did. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right He's so funny. Yeah, you were Frank the Tank back in the day. Fuck, man. I, uh, <laughs> speaking of quit, I said I had Kechner on. We used to, back in Chicago, he used to outdrink everybody. Oh, he, yeah. And he'd be like, I got the belt. <laughs> <laughs> And he, I said that to him. And he's like, "Oh fuck!" He's like, "Take it back, take it back," because he doesn't drink. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. Uh, Kanane's up there though, as far as being able to put it back. I think Kanane and Burns can yeah. put it back. Yeah, they're still they're still going pretty strong, much stronger uh, than me. I mean, I would have nights with Mike Burns in New York where he would drink like. 40 cocktails i think in a night or something uh-huh. and i would it's like just not bother keeping up i would be like so blasted after like five whatever yeah whiskey so whiskey ginger whatever yeah well and, and i was like he's on his like 17th drink and he's like not batting an eye 
Yeah, and, and with these like these are like Brooklyn pours. Oh, you're yeah. in those fucking hipster run dives where it's just like, wait, this is four shots in each drink. Like that long night. Those were fun. Those were the salad days, though. Those were fun. Oh yeah, I hold oh, those yeah. memories drinking with Bernsey and all those guys and like the dirty, dingy dives, New York dives. Yep. Like I hold those nights in high esteem. Those are real fun. Yeah. Nights. Yeah. So broke. Are... You'd have to like eat at a bar that gave a free pizza slice with each drink totally. to have dinner. And yeah. you would eat, you would eat popcorn for dinner and like mm-hmm. you'd be doing these chicken shit open mics. And Oh man, I would bike to shows and almost get fucking hit by six taxi drivers and, this is like pre-iPhone, pre-social media. You had to oh, like yeah. read Time Out New York to figure out where a show was. You have to like look at magazines and shit. I was laughing about how, I was remembering how your MySpace page, every one of your MySpace friends was Hulk Hogan. Just you know, <laughs> That's right. Different Hulk I had Hogan. One, I had one Maya Angelou. <laughs> Seven Hulk Hogan's and one Maya Angelou. God. That's amazing. That's that's your tea party, Hulk Hogan. Why did MySpace crash into the ocean so hard? They uh, Facebook sold us the idea that they were so much better, and I think we all kind of bought it, and then it just went away. Yeah, I mean that's what everybody said, but I was like, I actually kind of like MySpace better. I like the layout, and it's more fun. More fun, and And you just yeah, it wasn't like a constant feed that like like Facebook is. It's like yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, we got one more call. Okay, I'm ready for it. Call number six, you're on the air. So there's this guy that I am seeing, and it's only been a week, and he's like, you want to be exclusive? You want to date? You want to be my girlfriend? And I I don't know how to say no. Help. Uh, uh, You just said it. You said no. You said no perfectly, and that's what you need to say (laughs) oh to this guy because you don't know anybody after a week you got to get to know somebody first just just ask him if he's cool this is a good test if he's a cool guy who's worth it he will respect you saying um let's take it slow let's get to know each other first uh you just got to get to know each other before exclusivity is put on the table that's a little bit that's a little oh. bit soon for me. That's a red flag from homeboy. Yeah, absolutely. That, you know, a bit I mean, of like, a red flag. I hate to, I hate to, you know, throw him under the bus, but. Well, and also look, she didn't, she didn't really sell him that much. You know, she what usually when people call and they're like, they're, they're like, and I really like him. She never said that. You know, she was never like, I'm really into him. She's like, I'm seeing this person a week. Like, yeah. That's nothing. She, she almost, as my therapist would say, she answered her own question. Yes. You know what I mean? Not a doubt. I, I was reminded of the time in seventh grade, I went up to uh, uh, Laurel, what was her last name? I'd never spoken a word to her. We'd never had a conversation. And I walked up to her and went, so uh, do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> uh, can I tell you later? And I'm like, yeah. She's yeah. like, I just think we don't know each other. And I mean, she was, she would let me down so nicely, but it was just like, that. I just thought that's what you did. Yeah. yeah. Seventh yeah. grade. I thought that's what you did for sure. You know? But I don't think this dude's in seventh. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> yeah. yeah. If he's in seventh grade, you have a whole slew of new problems that yeah. we'll talk about in another episode. But, uh, 
yeah he uh that's a bit of a red flag and i think you can just be like look honestly we we don't know each other a week is way too soon for me and i'm down to go on like more dates or more uh, another date but uh we don't we don't really know each other yet so uh yeah that's uh, that's yeah or put him down old yeller style but behind the barn i think this actually works works for all six callers behind the barn in front of the pita there you go if you you have to kill in front of the pita in front of lupita nyongo academy award winner (laughs) she hates your boyfriend (laughs) she's working the phones at pita you see and so (laughs) la pita is the french pita where la pita nyongo works most clunky pointless play on words you can rework this this pipe goes here this one goes here <laughs> don't have a strong dismount that was good we are we are at the end of the pod do you have anything you want to plug i always ask people oh of course i got a movie coming out on netflix a hidden camera prank narrative movie with Lil Rel Howery and Tiffany Haddish called Bad Trip, March 26th on Netflix. I read an interview with Rel and he was saying that like, when he first started, he was scared shitless and was like, we can't do this. What's going on? And you who have become a veteran of these works, (laughs) you know, like probably not blinking an eye walking into all this stuff, but like, you know, Rel does stand up and scripted the end. Well, well, I go, so, so Rel, so we had a million people audition and Rel's audition off the bat. We all looked at each other. We were like, he's the guy. He's fucking incredible. Yeah. And, but he didn't want to do a, a test. We wanted to like, make sure all the actors we brought in, we, we field test them. We put them in a real prank scenario. So they know what it feels like to do a prank. Cause it's very strong. And he was like, yeah. no, nah, I don't want to test. I don't want to test. I got to do this other movie anyway. I don't want to test. And I was like, Rel, I'm not, t- I'm, not, I'm not even doing the field test for like auditioning purposes. It's more for you. I'm like, Dude. it's more for you to make sure you want to do this shit because it's Dude, stressful. I love that you did that because I've done hidden camera shows and I fucking hated them. And it's like, so stressful. It's so stressful. So I mean, few, so few p- people do it because, because it's, it's awkward and intense. Yeah. So he's like, nah, nah. He goes, trust me. He's like, dude, I love Eric Andre's show. I love Jackass. I love hitting camera shit. I go, I know, but it feels different than when you watch it. So, but we couldn't say no to him. His audition tape was so fucking good. I just knew, I was like, this is the guy to yeah. play the, the character, the, the the best buddy character. So we're like, all right, we'll just go for it. Yeah. The first day of filming, the prank we filmed was me, is me and Rel trapped with our dicks trapped in a Chinese finger trap. We're like stuck at the, <laughs> and we went, we went into the hood in Atlanta into a, like a real hood as barbershop. Oh no. Hitting camera. None of these guys are in on it. We walked in with our dicks stuck in a Chinese finger trap. And I was like, Oh, excuse me, sir. Our dicks are stuck in a Chinese finger trap. Can you, can we borrow your scissors and you could cut us out of this thing? This guy went, Oh, hell no. Grabbed his knife, told us later he forgot his gun at home grabbed a knife chased us out of the barbershop and that was rel's first hitting camera prank he ever filmed and like he almost lost his life and bye Teresa. thank you okay thank you bye-bye so oh my god so he rushes out 
or yeah, so so the guy's chasing us with a knife. We yell, cut. The guy was cool afterwards. He was like, Oh, you guys are hilarious, but you shouldn't do these pranks in this in this neighborhood. <laughs> I was like, Okay, oh my like God. you're gonna get killed. You're lucky I didn't bring my gun to work. And we're in like you know, Atlanta in Georgia, so everybody has a gun. Everybody's strapped throughout the entire state of Georgia. The South City, city country, no matter what denomination you're strapped. Of course. So so Rel was okay, wait, there's an end to the story. Rel, that's Rel's first time ever filming a hidden camera thing. And he's like, dude, I like, he he almost quit. He was like, I have kids. You cannot get me killed. This shit has to be saved. He was pissed, rightfully so. He calls Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany was not in the movie at this point. He calls Tiffany Haddish and he goes, Eric Andre, I'm doing this fucking prank Eric Andre movie. He's going to get me fucking killed. He was so stressed out. He was just venting to Tiffany and she's dying laughing because she's done pranks and she loves him. Yeah, she sure. called me five minutes later and she goes, dude, you almost got Rel killed. And I was like, yeah, please don't tell anybody. And she goes, no, nah, fuck that. I want to be in your movie. I live for that shit. I was like, what? Yeah. For real? I was like, you're a movie star now. You don't have to. She's like, no, nah, no, nah, I fucking love that prank shit. I was like, you're uh, hired. <laughs> yeah, you're a genius to do that. Like, she's fearless. Like, fearless. She, she'll say anything. Fearless, fearless and comedic on a cellular level. Like, every yeah. single part of her body is comedic and uh, she's just mm-hmm. she's a movie star for a reason so yeah um and and rel is great in the movie and tiffany is great in the movie and we have the one act one other actress michaela conlin who's fucking incredible in the movie and they all and rel rose to the occasion at first he was like fuck this is so stressful and he got so he just got better every single day at it and um i'm really like proud of the movie and proud of the cast so oh, dude, rel, I can't, i'm sorry i almost got you killed that's but- <laughs> See, I, I knew all I knew was the first prank you did, he was afraid for his life and was freaked out, but then it got better. I did not know that you were trying to field test him for you're like you, you have to something. I maybe I should have kept that private, but I call I remember calling him. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, it's, it's not for I'm not we're not saying you're like we're not doing it because we're like, ooh, I wonder if he's a good actor. We know you're an incredible actor. We just want you to know what it feels like to do this prank shit. It's yeah. Gnarly. And yeah. He was like, nah, nah, I'm good. I get how it does. I don't want to overthink it. I see the Argonne show. I see Jackass. I love all that shit. I'm a big fan. I get it. I'll get in the zone. Because he likes being, he likes, he doesn't like over-practicing anything. He likes being spontaneous. So he feels like, he likes being in the moment. But I was like, dude, this is a different beast. I was trying to convince him. And he was like, nah. And I was like, all right. Well, you're fucking, yeah. your audition is unmatched. So what can we do? <laughs> I can't, what, when, that wasn't my intent, that, by the way. I wasn't trying to get him killed. I was just I was I like, we got our, we got our dick, we got our dicks in a Chinese finger trap. The prank writes itself. Let's just go in it's and a great prank. light it's a great it prank. up. <laughs> you can't see what where you're gonna go fucking, you know, uh Scottsdale, Arizona, and have a yeah. bunch of fucking people be like, What's going on? You know, like <laughs> you know, you want some attitude. That's sure. right. That's right. So what when does that come out? March 26 on Netflix. Talking. Yes. Well, dude, thank you Patrick. so much for, for going down this little road with me. You were awesome, and this was so fun, and it was just a blast to hang out with my friend again. Yes, you know? likewise, man. It was good seeing you, dude. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you. Yeah, you too, man. You too. All, All right. right. All right, buddy. We'll, you, we'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Cheers, right, man. Later, dude. Cheers. Thank you. you. Bye. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. Uh, if you have any problems and uh, you want to ask us something, uh, I guess no matter how crazy from here on out, uh, 
<laughs> call and leave us a message at 323-763-0228. Again, that's 323-763-0228. Thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.